Welcome to Soul Talk, soulful conversations exploring who you are, why you're here, and how to live your most authentic life. My name is Coop Blackson, nationally best-selling author of You Are The One, transformational teacher, and your host. I invite you to subscribe to the Soul Talk podcast for weekly inspiration from me, where I will share with you some powerful ideas, thoughts, and practical life wisdom to help you live life more fully, freeing yourself from your past, reclaiming your power, and living your true life's purpose. You can also go to www.coopblackson.com, enter your name and email to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment. Let's get started with Soul Talk. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back to another very special episode of the Soul Talk podcast. As always, uh, I love to bring on guests that I really respect or have impacted my life deeply. Um, My guest today, turning out to be a Soul Talk regular, uh, he's just uh, always so full of wisdom and inspiration and a fount of knowledge. And uh, based on the last interview that I had with him uh, last year, um, I just felt like we scratched the surface on a few topics. And I wanted to bring him on this year and go deeper into a juicy topic that I know you're all going to love. We're going to explore the topic of sex, lovemaking, sexuality. And so, uh, my guest today, an author of uh, perhaps the most well-known and trusted relationship book of all time, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. I think he doesn't need much more introduction other than that. You know who he is, the amazing John Gray. John, welcome back to Soul Talk. It's good. It's so nice to hang out with you again. It's great uh, to be here. I have a huge love and admiration for you and what Thank you're doing you. in the world and what, where you're, what you've done with your past and who you've become. Amazing. Thank you, brother. I consider you a big brother, so uh, I'm looking forward to this conversation. Uh, last by that as well. I'm honored to be your big brother. Thank you. Our last conversation we had on Soul Talk, we just kind of started scratching the surface on the, the topic of sex. And I thought, man, we need a whole episode, just a deep dive into sex and this topic and a deeper understanding. And so, I, I, to be honest, I want to dive right into it, if that's cool. That's cool. Um, I want to start with a simple topic, but, you know, we talk about sex. Everyone wants it. Everyone wants more of it. Everyone wants to do it better. People think they know how to do it, but they're not. I mean, it's such a, it's such a thing. So what is sex? We think we know what it is, but I'm like, what is it? Can you, like, define well, what sure. sex is? Uh, just to start off, because because I think people have different concepts of what sex is. So, well, yeah, I've let's had, start there. L- let me start with a little of my history. I've had different concepts of sex too, and and sex is getting off. It's pleasure. It's enjoyment, and uh, it also helps you get in touch with your feelings. And you know, as a man, you know, if we look at the society generally, men are way more driven to have sex, and then around thirty five, they lose interest. <laughs> oh. And uh, around fifty years old, I've got friends. I'm seventy. But I've got friends who kind of like they don't have sex anymore. And they oh, John, you're always talking about sex, how great it is. I'm not really into it. I've been there, done it. And and that's how you will feel if your testosterone levels have dropped. Mm. And you don't know that you're missing out on life because you don't even know you want it. See, sex is desire. And when Mm. testosterone levels go down or estrogen levels go down in women, we're the opposite. 
Mm. When estrogen is high, women, for example, need 20 times more estrogen to experience an orgasm. Mm. And uh, men, and, and a certain kind of orgasm. I have to define, Freud talked about two kinds of orgasm, the immature orgasm and the mature orgasm. And everybody threw that out, you know, because nobody experienced the mature orgasm. A bunch of women got mad at him. The feminists got mad at them because if you're a feminist, a radical feminist, you lose your ability to have a mature orgasm. Your hmm. orgasm is when your estrogen levels are off the chart and it's 20 times higher than a man's estrogen levels. Okay. That's what women, just to be happy, women need 10 times more estrogen. Then hmm. everything you do is romantic. If you do anything for them, once they're at that level, about 10 times more estrogen. My daughter, Lauren, she writes courses with me on uh, for our website. And we're talking about one of the courses coming up, hasn't come out yet, is about men in their caves. You know, men tend to pull away, lose interest, and then they come back and then they go away and they come back and trying to understand all that. And uh, when he pulls away, he's doing it that will rebuild his testosterone because he's disconnecting from emotions. You see, emotions are estrogen. And when estrogen goes high, it can push your testosterone down unless you really have high testosterone. Okay, so uh, so what she was telling me is she was, we were writing some text here and whatever. And, and she put in this phrase. And when you do this, uh, he'll come out of the cave and be romantic. And I said, really? <laughs> Cause not all the time when I come out of the cave, I'm romantic. Okay. <laughs> and so I asked her, oh, so your partner is uh, romantic when he comes out of the cave and you know, they're together 10 years. And uh, she said, yes. I said, well, give me an example of what he does. that's romantic. And she said, Oh, He'll just uh, go empty the trash without <laughs> pointing it out. Okay. He washed the dishes without my pointing it out. He'll do things. Mm. They're just like mundane activities. You decide his job is this. You decide your job is this. But the fact he's doing those things when your estrogen levels are at a, at a, at a healthy, happy level, then anything he does for you is romantic. That's so interesting. I said, really? She goes, yeah. And I started realizing it. I have a whole body of knowledge, experience, 50 years, and science that explains this. If you bring to a woman 50 roses, men mm. think, oh, that's going to be a big surge of happiness. And then what that mm. means is a big surge of estrogen. Mm. And this is all in my original book, Men Are From Mars, but not, I didn't understand the hormones then. So you give her 50 roses, you're going to get a big surge of estrogen. But what if she's mad at you? and feeling resentful and ready to get a divorce. And you say, oh, honey, let me give you 50 roses. She might even be more upset with you. Oh, you think 50 roses is going to win me over after all you've done? Mm -hmm. So the actual action is that her emotional response is determined by where she is, no matter what he does. Mm -hmm. And what I saw so clear in Men Are From Mars is what men don't understand about women is you give her 50 roses, you expect a big response and you get a big response. What they don't know is one rose gets the same response. Mm. Little things make a big difference. Little things make a big difference. Big things make a big difference. Mm. And what that, the sum of that is every act of love is equal to every other act of love. Every act of love is, is going to have the same response, whether it's big or small. And women need, in order to keep raising their estrogen, a lot of little acts of love because mm. just the fact that you made a lot of money or you took her on a romantic date or you did this and this, that's good. And then it, you need to start over the next day and you can't get a win like that every day. You know, I remember 
<laughs> taking my wife to uh, Hamilton. Okay. It's a big show, you know, and I bought the best seats, you know, I'm right there. And then St Steph, what's his name? Steph Curry. He's sitting right behind me, you know, <laughs> the whole place is applauding him. It's amazing. But you know, this was like a memorable evening, you know, for her and me, we love Steph and also great seats called great show. That's our anniversary. That's a big thing. Oh boy. Did we have great sex afterwards? You know, just that all oh, so fantastic, but we have great sex all the time because I do the little things. Because so every the, act so, of so so the little it's the little things that really on a daily basis that build the estrogen build the estrogen right because it goes right down and mm -hmm. it even disintegrates if they're in stress mm. if, if a woman's in stress and whenever a woman actually does anything she has to do you know that thing that makes us get up in the morning as men look I got to do this I said I'm going to do it mm. right you know that that's called mm -hmm. integrity you've got it I've got it. But even the guy doesn't have integrity. In fact, he doesn't have money. He has to get up in the morning and go to work to make that money. Mm -hmm. That sense of I have to do something is really good for men. It bumps up testosterone. We need 10 times more testosterone than women. And we need 20 times more testosterone in order to feel attracted to her. Now, why do we feel so attracted in the beginning? And that goes away. And there's nothing you can do about it. It's all hormonal. There's nothing you can do about it unless you get the right hormones. Before you go on, what about, the, there's a whole sort of theory now, people talking about equality and hormones are not gendered. The hormones are complete gender. <laughs> They're completely <laughs> wrong. It's not the science. You know, everybody says the science, it's complete deception. Hormones are gender. Women have a set of hormones. Just look at it logically and also look at it biologically, okay? Logically, women and what we found through science is that women have a hormonal cycle in order to make a baby. And if she disrupts that hormonal cycle, her cortisol levels are elevated. That's proven. If a woman's cortisol, if a woman's around ovulation time, she needs 20 times more estrogen to make a baby. Okay, so that's what she needs. If she doesn't feel safe, and supported to produce that estrogen. And if they produce estrogen when they feel safe, that's, that's why oxytocin got good reviews. You know, about 20 years ago, we're teaching women need oxytocin. Non-sexual touch, for example, stimulates mm -hmm. oxytocin. Having a woman be upset and you not getting upset produces massive oxytocin. Mm. It's, it's just what women want. They want a real guy. The women are always saying, I want a real man. They don't know what they're talking about. Who is it? Uh, who's the number one podcast guy? What's his name? Bill Rogan. Bill Rogan. Rogan. So many women listen to him. They just want to hear a real man. He's a real man. Mm. He goes hunting. fights. <laughs> <laughs> He's got muscles. He works out every day. And he has high self-esteem. So he doesn't get mad at anybody. He'll, be, he'll talk about what he's upset about and then let it go. He doesn't like have tit for tat, these petty things. He's very open-minded and very primitive sometimes, incredibly primitive. And women love that because they get this taste, to feel a grounded man who doesn't get upset about stuff. All of these woke guys, and even long before woke guys, just sensitive guys. You're a sensitive guy. You get upset at things. She's, you see, when you're having, particularly when you're having sex, when you have sex, you open up something called mirror mirror cells in the brain, more so than any other place, which means that if she feels pleasure, you feel pleasure. 
Have you ever wanted to feel like, uh, did you have an orgasm? <laughs> right. You want to know you did the job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it part of when she's feeling pleasure, your brain goes into feeling pleasure because you provided pleasure. You're feeling like a stud. Mm. Okay, so mm. this is the mirror brain. The mirror brain cells act up now when you, particularly when you have sex. Mm. So that means if she's upset, a part of you will be upset too. And your brain will then look for reasons that you're upset. That's mm. why couples do something called tit for tat. Uh, but I won't do that. Last time you did that. So why are you getting, expecting me? You know, I did this, but you did that. That's the point I want to make. I did this, but you did that. This is what little kids do, right? You know, you, you hit your sister. Yeah, but she hit me. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's a simple, primitive lack of brain power and when we when we're in a state of cortisol we have very little brain power basically blood flow stops to the prefrontal cortex of the brain to a great extent and mm. we go into fight or flight which are programmed into us now i just want to throw this in for us to cover later ejaculation is the monkey brain we're going to go there we're going to go learning there. to have orgasms without ejaculation is you're, you're controlling the unconscious mm -hmm. brain with mm -hmm. your conscious mind. And that's the superior man. Before, okay? before, this is what we can all achieve, man. We'll get before, there. Before we go there, I, I want to just, just the testosterone part. You, so what ways can, you talked a bit about the ways that a woman can develop testosterone, uh, sorry, uh, estrogen. What ways can a man develop his testosterone? To okay. keep that up, because you were talking about when, you know, 50, yeah, 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 70, yeah. he loses his sexual drive. So are there some things that he can do to keep well, that testosterone alive? Well, since we're being very upfront, and I can with your show, because you want to talk about sex. The yes. number one testosterone reducer is masturbation. Mm -hmm. Whenever you masturbate, you know how you feel yucky afterwards. I did it as a teenager. Mm -hmm. I just had the grace of a mentor who taught me, if you think, have you read the book, Think and Grow Rich? Yes, yes. Every single one of those guys did sex sublimation. Mm -hmm. That means they didn't masturbate. And if they had sex, it wasn't too much sex. And it was only with the woman they loved. Because mm. when you, semen makes life. That's your juice. That's your life force. And that semen, when you release it, you're wide open. Your estrogen levels have peaked. And at that point, her estrogen levels have to match yours. Otherwise, you've just lost your energy. You gave your energy and it doesn't come back unless she is loving you. If you, have, if you ejaculate, even into basically, the, if we look at the sequencing of how weakening it is to a man in terms of lowering his testosterone, you've got masturbating to porn is the worst. Why? Because porn produces super high levels of dopamine just like cocaine would do. And then you're dependent upon that. And normal intimacy doesn't produce enough dopamine now. Mm -hmm. So see, I learned all about this when I had early stage Parkinson's 25 years ago. And what happens is that when you, for me, what caused it is it's in the genes, it's a tendency in the family, but the, uh, the nineties was just like explosive for me. You know, I had a Broadway show in the biggest theater was the number one show of the year. I had uh, Carnegie hall. I had the, Kennedy Center. I filled up every place, I, arenas and whatever. Five, almost five years, number one on the bestseller list in, on the New York Times. I mean, who's ever done that? Nobody. It was everywhere. It was big, big book of the 90s before. And then I got canceled. I'm the first person to get canceled by the woke crowd. 
Mm. I, I've ever since two, year 2000, I was so big, one of the most influential books in history and even listed by New York, by the USA Today, one of the 10 most influential books. And then no national TV show would carry me. Oprah stopped. I did 18 shows. I was her coach. She won't return my calls. I didn't do anything. Is that she got so much heat wow. uh, from the, the extreme. See, the extreme the narrative today is the control and the break, way you break down control is break down the family. And so you break down the family by breaking up men and women. I mean, we're at this point now where 70% of black boys don't even know their fathers. Mm -hmm. 40% of white boys don't know their fathers. They don't have any male influence. They're feminized. Mm -hmm. And it's not just having a male influence. Oh, that's good. Almost good enough. You need to have a male influence. that's loved by a woman, (laughs) you know, as a male, all these insecurities and also premature ejaculation. I'll try to keep bringing this back to sex. Premature ejaculation is too much estrogen in your body. You need to learn to toughen Mm -hmm. up. You need to suck it up. You need to stop being Mm -hmm. so in touch with your feelings. You need Mm -hmm. to do stuff that's not about intimacy, not about pleasure. When I was talking to Joe Rogan, I was was just listening to Joe Rogan. One of the guys along with some, none of these men, man, he, he goes out and kills bucks with his arrows, you know, he goes out into the woods, you know, Mm -hmm. and he talks about, you know, uh, every morning he he gets up at four o'clock, five o'clock. And I get up at four o'clock and meditate, but he gets up at five o'clock and he goes jogging. He doesn't want to get up. It's painful to get up. It's a discipline that he does. And he says, when I go out and do it, I've won for the day. I've won (laughs) for the day. When I get on my rock and I jump into my swimming pool, cold swimming pool in the morning, I've (laughs) done it. I've done it for the day. You know, I get on my, my weights. I do my weights. Mm-hmm. You do what's painful for you to do. You do it because it has an outcome that's good for you. So this increases testosterone. Increases that- testosterone. So, so you, you mentioned that masturbation for men is one thing that really decreases testosterone. Uh, just a side question, because I want to keep going. For women, uh, is there a difference in terms of orgasm for women? The, the, oh, that's what the, 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 we're the, getting at. Does it, de- does it decrease a woman's, you know, energy power? Like what, what's the difference? Cause I've heard some women say, well, I, I is oh, there a difference? Oh, the worst thing, the worst thing for men to lower their testosterone is masturbating to porn because okay. it produces the high levels of dopamine desensitizes you. I never mm. finished that story of why I got Parkinson's, but it was all that success. Mm. It was like an adrenaline rush for 10 years. You know what it's like that all that recognition and love and everything. You're Superman. Then suddenly that comes in. Uh, you know, I come home and everything be boring, you know, because uh, see this, the, it, you, you desensitize your receptor sites for dopamine. Thank mm. goodness I had still had great sex. That big part of biohacking myself back into balance and not not ejaculating. That's the real key for every man is learning how to have sex and not let your unconscious mind control you at all. See that the purpose of sex for a monkey is to make a baby. So you squirt out. Mm. It, it, you stop, you know, you asked me in the beginning, what's the purpose of sex? You know, what is sex? If you're a monkey, an animal, it's to make babies and you don't feel like you want to have sex all the time either. You only want to have sex in the monkey is when the other monkeys uh, turn around and put their butt in your face. Okay. They're in heat. They feel driven. They want to be penetrated. And then you get turned on. That's the only way you get turned on. Now, even today, men get turned on because they see a woman's <laughs> cleavage. That's subconsciously her butt. Or now they can dress with uh, short skirts and, you know, all these leggings they wear now that shows everything. 
now men are desensitized to that. It doesn't do anything. I mean, the first mm-hmm. time I saw a girl walking around with leggings, <laughs> those tight leggings, I went, whoa, I want, I want some of that action. And then now nothing. We're all desensitized. Too much stimulation desensitizes us. So the younger generation that does a lot of porn, what, what they now experience is that they can't sustain attraction to a woman more than two or three times, if at all. Wow. They're, they're impotent. There's men who are 21 years old who are impotent, and they know the reason for that is they masturbated for seven years. That's why they have these groups. One of the groups is SLAA, sex, love, addiction, AA type thing. Uh, other kids, there's another website all about, you know, the dangers of doing masturbating the porn and learning how to not masturbate uh, and, and learn to make love. So sex for making babies is animal. And so when I make love, I mean, I roar like a lion. Okay. I can't even make the noises I make. <laughs> it, it, fortunately, I have three acres around my house. Otherwise, the police would be coming all the time, you know, and of course, my partner's louder than me, but she's like a big bird, you know, high-pitched noises and everything. I'm like, (laughs) you know, and I realized why women have this fantasy about, you know, the Dracula and the vampire people, because they go for the jugular, okay? Because I go for the jugular when I'm a lion. I see the lion Mm. knows to kill somebody. You go for the, go for the jugular. And it's a big turn on spot, you know, where a man will go in there and kiss and love and whatever. But you get in there, she gets to feel like a, a animal being attacked, you know, which mm-hmm. hugely increases her estrogen levels, danger. But at the same time, she's feeling safe. She feels she knows she's safe. So it's like a play game, letting the animals inside of us mm. uh, come alive and at the same time, completely ruled by our spiritual self. Mm. So the reason I have sex, I'm not interested in sex at all. I'm interested in making love. And I know the transition for me, it started after about seven years in my marriage with Bonnie. And for people to know, lots of times I talk about my partner and I talk about Bonnie. Uh, I was married to Bonnie for 34 years. She passed uh, three years ago. She got cancer four years ago. And now I'm in a relationship. And uh, so I'll talk about either one. So I go back and forth. Anyway, the what can I say uh, that when I learned about the purpose of sex is to love. And so I was having sex with Bonnie seven years into the marriage and, you know, sex sometimes is spectacular. Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's average. You know, there's all these layer, layers, right? But this is one, maybe it's a full moon because full moons tend to increase women's estrogen. Some good things are happening in our life. So she was definitely feeling I'm safe. I can depend. I don't have to do it all myself. Anytime women feel I have to do it myself, they'll have to make, they'll be making more testosterone and less estrogen. When they feel I have support, I have help. I don't have to do it all myself. I have cooperation. I have harmony. I have understanding. I have caring. I have monogamy. All of those things are super estrogen stimulators. That means nobody's going to come take you. You're committed to her. She's more special than anybody else. When women feel special, uh, then their estrogen levels go really high. And, you know, there's all these quote, spiritual Polygamous people go, what's this whole non-spiritual thing of special? Special is orgasm, okay? (laughs) Mm. You know, and and what man doesn't want to feel like you just had sex and it was the best ever. You know, my kids always joke because every day, whatever happens to me, I say, it's the best ever. This is the best meal I've ever had. You know, my life is, this this is special. This is the best ever. That's passion. You want to devour it. You want to go for it. And anyway, I learned it. I was having one of those special moments where sex was really, really great. And 
I said to Bonnie afterwards, I said, wow, that was fantastic. And she says, yeah. And I said, that's as good as it was in the beginning. Now, why would I say that? Because in the beginning, and this is what, why couples lose interest in relationship, one aspect, if they don't have the skills I teach. In the beginning, it's a new body. It's new. It's, it's different. It's challenging. It's unique. All of those things is mm. dopamine. Just being mm. sexual with a new partner will spike your dopamine. Doesn't matter. And if there's, and the more that the less you know the person, it will spike your dopamine more. Mm. That's why men have better experiences. Their orgasms are so intense when they do porn. Okay. More than they're going to be intense with a real woman because see, a real woman has got a lot of, you care about her. There's estrogen. Estrogen in a man lowers his testosterone, lowers his dopamine. <laughs> <laughs> so so how can you love your partner if she doesn't give you the love that bumps up your testosterone uh, you become soft right, right they've measured this okay you measure this and single men have the highest testosterone levels on average they're not as close to mine because i have mm. great sex mm. i'm 70 years old okay so and mine are 50 percent higher than when i was a young man your average 50 year old has half of a young man Mm. And, and this is all, all attributable to sex. Okay. No question in my mind. It's the way I have sex. It does it. When I learned about the real meaning of sex. So I said, the sex was great. And the beginning it's great because there's high dopamine and no familiarity, mm-hmm. familiarity, no comfort, no ease. No, you might love sex. You might love that person, but it's not the same as loving a real person. It's just love the feeling you have when you're with them. It's kind of like when I eat ice cream, I love ice cream. Okay. I love ice cream, but do I have a relationship with ice cream? No. Mm. I'm, am I, is it the same kind of love that I have for my wife? You see, that's real love. And she showed me that. So I said that, uh, was it as good as that's as good as it was in the beginning. And she's, she didn't react. And I said, it wasn't as good as it, 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 she said, no, it was better than in the beginning. Oh. And then I said, why? And she just said, it was like common sense to her, some women wisdom coming out, which I just didn't have at the time. And she said, you know, in the beginning, sex was great, but we didn't really know each other. And now you've seen the best of me and the worst of me, and you still adore me. That's what makes sex great. Wow, that's powerful. It's profound. It's profound. profound. From that day on, I realized, yeah, yeah, it's the love. And what I'm about to say is that most men don't know how important love is to them. Everything mm. we do is trying to get love. We don't think that I'm doing this to make money. I'm doing this to help the world. And yeah, but ultimately then some woman's going to love me <laughs> and I'm going to be able to be vulnerable with her and receive that love. Because we can't let it in. You know, a fireman even, he saves your life and you say, oh, thank you so much. You see, what does he say? It's my job. <laughs> it's no big deal. But he can't really let that in. And therefore, you'll see that with those high risk performers, who are mostly drug addicts, they usually have drugs and they do pornography and they can't make their marriages work and they have anger issues. All of that because they only come alive with high danger stimulation. Mm. Well, sex with a stranger produces higher dopamine than sex with somebody who you know, because like mm-hmm. someone you know, you feel serotonin. Serotonin is sort of the antagonist to dopamine. Dopamine is danger or success, and serotonin is comfort and ease. Unconditional. So how, how, how does a man stay attracted, stay connected, stay 
in loving, in care, in sensitivity with the person he loves and be monogamous in familiarity, but stay hard. And, you know, yeah, that, that's a, that? how do you do that combination? Yeah, nobody can do it today. I can. That's why my books are original. My books mm-hmm. are necessary. These ideas mm-hmm. are necessary. And the, the, the narrative is doing everything to squash me. How do we do that? Because the narrative is definitely I know the, how changing. Do you do that? Okay. So first of all, and, and a two, I'm not going to be able to give you an answer that tomorrow you'll open that door. Okay. Uh, so right, let's just right. understand that. First, let's understand the answer to that question, how hard it is. It it's is never been done in history. Huh. You had a mistress if you wanted to keep having erections in the morning. This is honest. You had a wife and you had a mistress. And that's how mm. you kept it going. And you had to make money to do it. Because the women in the past, I can't speak for all women. I'll talk about my mother. My dad had a good job, made a lot of money, not super rich, but he provided for the house, a nice house, smallest house in the neighborhood, just surrounded by mansions. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I thought we were the poor people. She had seven children, which was her dream. She had a husband who didn't get mad at her, a husband who was a good provider, and a husband was somewhat of chauv- a chauvinist, meaning he would, the good side of, of opening the car door for her and those things. And then coming home and watching TV and completely ignoring her. Okay. And they had sex for probably seven children. They were quite busy with it. (laughs) And then (laughs) because of the way they had sex, she lost interest in sex. Men typically, if they have any success level, don't lose interest in sex. They just lose interest in sex with their wives because their wives produce so much comfort, so much love, so much uh, safety. Now, let me... Again, let me point out that they did this study because people say, what do you, how can you prove this, John? The study's done on hundreds of thousands of men sing, in those categories. Single men have the highest testosterone levels. Then it takes a notch down if you're in a committed relationship. That means you, have, you care about this person more. Then they get married, there's another drop. Then they have children and there's another drop. And now you're 50 years old. <laughs> And you're ready to die. <laughs> so hmm. this is this is reality. Unless you have a relationship that sustains great sex and will allow you to experience your desire for great sex. And if you're not having it, a lot of these guys they stop having sex at 35. And another thing is age, men's testosterone levels in America go down at 35. I don't know what they are in other countries. All I know is that mine went up, hmm. and I know why they went up. <clears throat> The primary thing is because I kept my testosterone and my relationship supported that, but I didn't depend on my relationship. I don't depend on my wife's love in order to feel good about myself. So that's why you don't look to a woman to make you happy. You look to serving a woman to make you happier. And if you know how to do that, she will serve you back. So it's not like you're a doormat. It's not like you give up who you are. It's that you do the things that work best. And the, one of the, some of the things that were, are terrible is, and is talking about your feelings. <laughs> Do not talk about your feelings. If you are not, unless your feelings are, I think you're the greatest woman in the world. You're the only one I want. I love only you. You're the most beautiful woman. I only want, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. I'm with you. Cause to go to those deep, deep levels of surrender, you, she mm. needs the security. You're not going to leave her. Because mm. deep inside of every woman is the deep, deep fear of abandonment. 
So if you want to get down to the depth of multi-orgasmic woman, she needs to be at that depth of her unconscious, which can be totally multi-orgasmic, a monkey, and at the same time be in her human spirit self loving you. So when Bonnie said, said what she said about sex, sex is so much better because we've been through the best and the worst and we still love each other. Now I'm dealing with the person. I know who the person is and she knows who I am and she knows who I am and I'm loved. See, that's the key to that. It's not just that I love her so much is that she knows who I am. I'm not a perfect person because when the worst of her came out, the worst of me came out. Okay. So what men need is love, but we don't know it. Women need love and they know it. But what women don't know is how much they need sex. What men don't know is how much we need love. When you actually have sex with a woman and she truly loves you and has an orgasm, then in that moment you go, yes, I need this. It's the wake up call. Is that good feeling you have when she has an orgasm is she's giving you the love you deserve and the love that you need. But men are not aware, but they do know they need sex. Okay, mm -hmm. sex leads us to open our hearts. And if you have sex for pleasure's sake, you're just a monkey, doesn't open your heart. And actually it ruins it mm -hmm. if you have too much sex. Okay, again, you, now what, you, what I, I talked talk, about. You talked about the, the, the feelings part before you continue. Talking about feelings. So are you saying that men shouldn't talk about their feelings? Negative so, so, feelings. You shouldn't even believe negative feelings. You're full of it if you believe your negative feelings. So are women, but women so, need so, to go to so, feelings, find emotions. So let's say a man is feeling sad or he's feeling vulnerable about something in his life. And his woman says, baby, tell me, you know, tell me how you feel. And should he say, no, I'm not going to talk about it. Should he disconnect, shut down? Well, well, well just, just give us a little guidance there before you yeah, continue. Yeah, no, no, it's a, it's a touching, touching well, area. Okay. What, 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 how does he, what does he do? You know, what does he, how does he navigate that? And now it's making me think, hmm, is this why some women are attracted to guys that are really disconnected and shut down and sometimes assholes because they're, you know, they have no feelings and that creates a sudden attraction. I mean, it's you're getting me thinking about some things. So, yeah. so how does a man navigate his feelings so he can be really authentic and, and real with a woman, but not lose and decrease that testosterone. Okay. I'm so glad to go into the nitty gritty of this. Okay. I can be, oh, today I saw, uh, I was watching a video online of a nine-year-old girl getting one of the vaccinations. You know, there's over 700,000 cases of people with side effects. And we already mm -hmm. know that these, these many countries, people under 20 are not even, they're not even allowing vaccinations to go to them because the heart disease and the issues are, so strong on side effects. So, and so they're showing this on the show I'm watching. And here's this girl, the doctors are all around and she's getting her shot and she's being brave about it. And then it hurts so much. And now she's starting to cry. Now her body's shaking, you know, and she basically is basically having a stroke and shaking all over the place. And she's crying and just tears pour out of me because my tears are about somebody other than me not my neediness. It's not my insecurity. It's my compassion, which is the greatest quality of masculinity. You know, it's sort of everything I say is counterintuitive. If you actually look mm. at the Tibetans, they say that the highest quality of masculinity is compassion. The highest quality of femininity is wisdom. We mm. always think of men being really smart and women being compassionate, but women are the least compassionate. Uh, it, it, they're, they're very compassionate if somebody is a victim like they're a victim. <laughs> and so they're going to get validated. 
And it's not like women can't be compassionate, but when I'm counseling women, okay, they're, they're uh, so caught up in their resentment that I try to explain the man's side of it. They can't hear it for a second. They can't. Again, I understand it. You know, they're women. Women are all about a vagina. Me, 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 me. And to justify me, 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 they give so much. So when women don't know how to receive with grace, learn how to appreciate, how to accept, how to trust. These are all lessons to learn. Uh, we often learn those things. Uh, and if you don't have that direction to go in, because whenever you're receiving grateful, appreciation, trusting, accepting, what hormone gets produced? Estrogen. See, that's receptivity. And when I have provided that estrogen for her, that's success. And that's testosterone, anything that makes you feel successful. So yeah, I'm incredibly vulnerable. And, and, and sometimes I'll, I'll cry, just she'll say something, I'll think about my wife and I, I miss her so much and I'll start to cry. Mm. No problem there. And why is it no problem? You can share your vulnerability with a woman if she is more vulnerable. She's more vulnerable. She has to be more vulnerable. You see, if, if she will see you as a child, if you become vulnerable and, and, and that and show negative emotion, whether it be anger, she sees you as a child, whether it be sadness, she'll see you as a child, be afraid. Oh my gosh, she'll lose all admiration for you. It's like, I have to, I have to do it myself. You see, they need to rely on us for the big stuff. And once they're independent, they don't even know that they need what they need, what they need. The big stuff for women today is how to be vulnerable and reveal the part of you that you don't show anybody. See, women come in here and they go, how are you a mind reader? I know what women are going through. They feel terribly insecure. They feel very angry. They feel very sad. They're not getting what they want. They feel very lonely. They're scared. But you've got to create so much safety for them to actually admit that and feel like you're not going to lose respect for me if I share that. Because see, they're so far on their male side. When you're on your male side, you don't even know you have all those feelings, but they're in there. So when we say suppressing emotion, Terrible for women to do. Very good for men to do. Mm, very Suck good for women. Because, you know, it's kind of a little, now it's a little counterintuitive to sort of the personal development, psychological, mental, sort of spiritual work. No, feel your emotion, get in touch with your emotion, express your emotion. You're saying suppress your emotion. For men. For suck men. Suck it up. And again, part of it is suck it up. Take time to rebuild your, your, uh, testosterone. See, when you are upset and you talk, estrogen keeps going higher, whether you're a man or woman. But see, when women are upset, their estrogen is low. They need to talk. Mm. Think about our history as men. If there's danger, we go into the woods. What do we do? We try to be quiet. Everything is about silence. What did Buddha teach? Quiet the mind. What did the Bible say? Be still and know God. You know, it's silence. Shut up. Don't talk. <laughs> so important. Now, if you're not feeling stressed, then you can share feelings, one. And two, because there's tender, tender feelings that aren't trying to change the outer world. It's when your emotions are holding you back or you're trying to change the outer world or they interfere with you being happy. Women need to feel that you're a happy guy. Otherwise, they go into mothering you. They need to feel they can be unhappy without you becoming unhappy. That's Superman. It, see, if we could just understand they need to feel love. That's their major focus. We need to be, we need sex. That's our major focus. But why? Mm -hmm. We need sex 
in order to open up and feel loved. Now think about our whole constitution. Testosterone toughens you. It says, I don't feel anything. Mm. You know how a woman pushes your button and you just pull away? Detach completely. Why do you detach? Why that is inside of men? It's not dysfunction. It's your body's attempt to produce testosterone. You can't produce testosterone while you're having emotions. That's estrogen. So there's this natural reaction of men to pull away. And why is it when women aren't not getting what they need, they want to talk about it and complain, complain, and give you, they communicate with their eyes, with their rejection, they hold back, all this stuff. They want you to know there's a problem. Well, look at women. Imagine back in the villages a long time ago, you're out in the jungles, you don't have police, you don't have anybody, and you're a woman at night, you're going to do something outside and you see a tiger lurking in the woods. Do you want to stay quiet? No, you want to go tell people. <laughs> if you can't tell people, then you think it's all up to you. It's up to you to stop that lion. It's up to you. And what do women all feel today when they're stressed? I have to do. It's up to me. I have to do. They're making testosterone. And so they're stressed out. The woman in the village, she sees the tiger. I got to tell somebody. And so if she can't tell. So when there's negativity in her life, she needs to talk about it. If she doesn't talk about it, she's suppressing it. If you become quiet and reflect on, you can reflect, what do I think? Is this really a problem? Is this a big deal or is this not a big deal? You process that by Freud did this. He so, said, so we're, not, we're, no. so we're not saying avoid it, right? Just, just to be clear, suppression isn't avoidance. No, no, not at all. If you feel what's inside, you don't speak it out. Instead, mm. before you speak, you think, <laughs> analyze it. Is it worth being upset? It's never worth being upset. There's no ever reason to be upset if you're a logical being. You know who is the perfect example? Not that we're just logical beings. Okay, I'm an emotional being. So I get upset. I just don't talk. And then I analyze it, realize there's no reason to be upset. I mean, they're killing children today. There's no reason for me to be upset because nothing I can do about it. Except what I do today. And then so I'm fine. But when I saw what they're doing to kids, my heart, I tears flowed out. And it wasn't painful at all. It was feeling her pain and how terrible the world is, how misguided the world is to do this to children. So I felt compassion. And then I look, I analyze that. I have some tears come up. They always feel great. It's kind of like a little orgasm when you cry. If you're a man, it's fantastic. As long as you can pop right back into feeling good. It's lingering in your negativity. And it's having a history of lingering in your negativity, having a history of pouting, having a history of getting mad at a woman, and then you want to share a few tears, she's going, oh, she's just a child. She can't be turned on to you. Now, women are all children. <laughs> They're all insecure. You have to break through that facade and help them by being safe and being questioned. Like, you're asking me questions. Penetrate. But, 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 but one, one second. Okay, John. Doesn't Because there's going to be some, I know it's going to, I'm going to get some emails. I'm going to get some email. How did you let John Gray say and call us women are all children? That is, a, that is, a, wait, wait, John, John, that is a derogatory statement. I'm going to get these emails, so I need to address it, and I need you to explain. Yes, yes I because, love it. Because yes, some yes, women are going to yes, go yes. off, and I need, I need to really understand, because it sounds a little demeaning. That's the way somebody interprets it, but I'm not demeaning. Because I just finished mean? saying, what I just finished saying is that when a guy gets mad, he's behaving like a child. Mm, and men okay. get pout, men get angry. I'm saying the same, he's a big baby. 
goes both ways. Then, goes so. both ways, of course. You have to know yeah. that. So yeah. a woman sees him being angry. If she can get, he's just a child. Ignore him for a while. Leave him alone. Let him come back to his manhood. Don't try to help him and don't try to fix him. Just stop making it worse by complaining about him. Mm. See, it's both ways. You know, I can go further. We're not just children. We're monkeys. monkeys. That's what I've been saying. You want to fuck somebody, you're a monkey. Unless That's you're a... fucking for the point of making love. That's the whole idea. Sex is making love. Mm. If it's just for the pleasure, if it's and then once you get to really enlightenment, you want to be Superman, you don't ejaculate. You make love. You put it in, you do for a while, you stop, you have an orgasm, and then you do it again. You, do it. you know, I can do 10 hours. Not that I do it that much. It does give me sore balls. But there's no end <laughs> to your ability to do it if she's into it. And, right. you know, I don't even ever think about sex. It's just that when you don't ejaculate, women stay connected to you and they stay interested in sex and they experience that. They don't lose you in sex. Mm-hmm. Nobody's ever written a book on this. This is like, this is all new stuff. For example, we know, and, and by the way, Freud talked about this two types of orgasms. We still have to cover that. The Tao was talking about nine orgasms. Uh, we can't even accept anything today over a clitoral orgasm. And you asked me about masturbation and men, how completely emasculating it is to men. Men 20 years old today have an average of 20% lower testosterone than previous generations. They're just all wimp. Could you could you address because there was a point from earlier and this <laughs> there's so and many. I, well, let me just finish that one question, which okay. is women masturbating. Yes, yes, women masturbating produces testosterone. Anytime you're having sex alone, you're just masturbating. There's no estrogen. Estrogen is produced when you're depending on someone to provide safety and pleasure for you. Okay, so now if what you're about depending a... on yourself? You produce testosterone, and then even more, use a vibrator, use a machine. Now you're like like uh, what's his name, uh, Don. Don Juan, who ended up in bed with a machine, you know, basically his sex was no love at all. Mm. Finally, when he became 60 years old or 50, whatever it was, he went back to a woman who really all he loved and she wouldn't have him. And so mm. he ends up being alone. So men with their machines, that's their, their computer, they're having sex with the computer. Women having sex with their vibrator. It's completely mm. disgusting to the human being. And it throws mm. her hormones out of balance. And I'll give you the research on that. The mm. first the first uh, medical device, you can look on Wikipedia for this, there's a whole movie about this. The first medical device was a vibrator for women. Mm. There were women that were hysterical. You know, when women say, oh, how women have been, they weren't involved in politics. Well, guess what? <laughs> if you go back and dive, you talk about politics, you're a rich man, you have a rich woman. What happens is every, she didn't have to do anything. If women don't have to do anything, they have no testosterone. Look at a queen. Somebody combs her hair. Somebody dresses her outfits. You have to do that. Everybody does everything for you. There's no you. So everything is done for her as a status symbol. Her estrogen levels go too high. Her testosterone goes too low. Everything's balanced. So when estrogen is too high, women are anxious, have anxiety, and would faint. So Mm -hmm. women actually feel, I can't make business decisions. Oh, Mm -hmm. that's too much pressure on me but only about 25% of the population back to the Greek days, same thing. And they called it hysteria. Mm. Hysteria was a medical term up until 1950. When again, the feminists came in and said, you can't say that, but women get hysterical. That was the word for Freud explained. Everything's an overreaction. You're hysterical. You're ups- getting upset over nothing. And men do it more than women now to make this balance. Cause they're so feminized. Oh, I just put people in their place in my therapy and they love it because it's all logical. Men need right. logic, not mm. feelings. 
And then, mm-hmm. then you, then if you have logic, you look at things from a logical point of view, your testosterone goes up, then your estrogen can come up and you can feel love. I'm full of love. You can see right now my estrogen surging. My face gets red. I'm like having mm-hmm. sex, but not sex, sex. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying myself to the mm-hmm. max. Mm. And, and that's my estrogen enjoying and I'm doing what I'm good at. I'm doing what I'm committed to. I'm serving the world. I don't I don't have to do this. I'm independently wealthy now. I don't have to work at all. Many men would just be out on their yachts and their airplanes. I do have the airplane, but <laughs> <laughs> only because I don't want to wear a mask on an airplane. Mm. It's so mm. humiliating, mm. so foolish. Now they've proven now they've proven that the people who are vaxxed are the biggest transmitters. Wait till you start hearing that news out there because you yeah. don't even know you're sick. What is it? Bill Gates said the other day, he said, <laughs> we now learn that taking the vaccination reduces symptoms, prevents death for sure. But it doesn't stop transmissibility, does not mm-hmm. stop transmissibility. And now the vax mm-hmm. people are actually the super spreaders because they can be sick with COVID and not know it because they have no symptoms and they're spreading it. Whereas at least if you have COVID, you know it, you have symptoms, you're going to stay home, not spray on anybody else. So they're the super transmitters. Wait, wait till we see all this. It's all going <laughs> around. It's like so crazy. But anyway, I'm trying don't have to deal with that. So, so before we go, because because that clearly I've alienated a lot of your vocals. <laughs> <laughs> the health conversation is another podcast. But I, there's a question I want you to get to because you talked about masturbation. A man ejaculating lowers his chi, lowers his testosterone. Well, what about a woman having an orgasm? Is there a difference there? Like, should no. she not, should she not orgasm? Because I've heard some women say, well, if you don't orgasm, then I, I shouldn't orgasm. And that's, it's, it's bad for me to orgasm. And it, what's good for the guy is good for the girl, you know? So can you address the woman's orgasm? What happens there? Does it deplete her? Does it enhance her energy? What's the difference? Okay, so what women need, all right. Freud explained this, and then it was discounted by all the independent women who can't have real orgasms or mature orgasms. Mature orgasms are produced by a dick in your vagina, okay? And it's touching your, your, your G-spot, and then it's going to go to your E-spot. And if, you're, if you really have high testosterone in a man, you can last long enough. Her cervix will actually come down. It moves down. And then every time your penis just touches it or your penis just stays on it, you don't have to move, just a little pump. And there's another orgasm and then a little pump and another orgasm. And you can, you can do it for hours and hours and hours. And, you know, I just experiment. How long can we have orgasms? It was 10 hours. And I said, okay, I got to go to work. (laughs) (laughs) Now I did have sore balls after that. You have to have a lot of training to go long periods of time and nor do I do it that much. I just want to see how long I can do it. You know, it's kind of like, how fast could I drive my car? And I know I, I, two seconds, I can get to 60. So, all right, I, get, I, get, I don't need to do that anymore. It's nice to know mm-hmm. I can do it. Mm-hmm. But th- this is performance in men being able to provide what a woman needs to be multi-orgasmic, which means you need to keep that erection long enough and use it in the right way, in a way that will work so she can open up. But penis action is going to do nothing if, you, if your estrogen levels are low. So then what she's going to have, if her estrogen levels are low, she, she's not able to open up and be a feeling. See, emotions, this is what sex is. It's uh, expressions of love and passion and hours of just noise, okay? It's like letting the, the monkey inside express itself. All these emotions come out. And as opposed to, ah, 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 and done. Like, like you got another hour of that. What happened? So that's a clitoral orgasm. 
clitoral orgasm, as I was getting to that story, is that the women who had hysteria, who were, who were diagnosed with hysteria, which means too much estrogen in their body, too much, not enough testosterone. The solution for that was the paddle machine, the first vibrator. They would go to the doctor's office twice a week, and it was their antidepressant. The paddle, they'd be paddled, nothing intimate, nothing loving, completely sterile, and you just stimulate the clitoris, and that would then take away her hysteria. But that's a clitoral orgasm, and they found the reason it worked for women is it produced testosterone. So if you're being paddled with a machine, you're producing testosterone. And Dr. Oz even said, if you use a vibrator, you actually physically desensitize those nerves so that a man can never compete. This is a sad, sad story of today. Women are addicted to their male side. The female side is vulnerable. It's insecure. It has fears. It needs love. It needs attention. It needs affection. It's affected. It's soft. It's tender. Hold me, love me, say loving things, compliment me. I'm so insecure. I'm constantly comparing myself to other women. I don't feel beautiful enough. I judge myself too hard. I, I feel so neglected in my relationship. All that stuff. You feel neglected? No, that's the feeling. Don't believe your feelings, but use them to get in touch with your emotions. Your emotions is your estrogen, not your feelings. Feelings tell you Go to your emotions, okay? <laughs> emotions in a man, tell him, get out of your emotions, get out of here for a little while and come back with love in your heart, share your feelings that are positive. Anytime a man's testosterone levels are too low, he'll be on his estrogen side, it's all negativity. You don't wanna use that to feel better. You wanna use your masculine stuff, go hunting, go bow hunting, go swimming, get in cold water, go meditate, go... Uh, you know, practice as fast, go on a fast. These are all things I do, except the bow hunting, <laughs> killing animals. I stopped killing animals. So, I'll, but you know, this is uh, these masculine things that men used to do. They happen to produce testosterone. And I'm not saying men have to go do that stuff. Mm. What you have to do is correctly behave around a woman to give her the space to be the female and never become more vulnerable than she is. She has to be very, very vulnerable. If she's really very vulnerable, that means she's trusting you. She respects you. She depends on you. She trusts you. You're giving her something of great value. Then if sometimes you're on your emotional side, you're sad about this, you're down about this. And, you know, basically, yeah, I'm down. This happened. This happened. And, and actually don't, I just suggest if you're feeling sad, at least up, 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 upregulate your emotions to disappointment. Okay. This, this is for, part, this is for a man. This is for a man or a woman, but mm -hmm. it's, it's, but to be very vulnerable, women need to go to sadness and hurt and all that stuff because it's all primitive stuff. They're overreacting. When you're overreacting, usually it's your childhood affecting you again and again mm -hmm. and again. Mm -hmm. But see, men don't have a lot of that stuff. Now, why don't men have that stuff? Because they're designed to have testosterone. Testosterone pushes emotions away and it thinks about it. Let me think about it. Haven't you ever thought? Or, you know, let me just think about it. You know, I used to have this anxious response when I'd lose my, my, uh, my wallet or my keys. Okay. And I had this huge anxious response. And I said, you know, and I analyzed it one time. I said, you know, every time that happens, I find them. So let me just remind myself there's nothing to be afraid of. So I created an anchor. This is, you know, some NLP stuff. So every time I would lose my wallet or I lose my keys, I did this. I just did that. And that reminds me that I always do find it. It's always going to turn out fine. And then my anxiety went away because I used my mind and penetrated that all my emotions are irrational. 
my positive emotions are often rational, not completely, <laughs> but, but you know, there's always positive emotions you have about having sex with a stranger. But we, we also know logically that overstimulates your receptor sites and inhibits your ability to actually be turned on to a woman that you could love. Right. So you see those married men, their testosterone levels go down. Now, why is that? They often don't feel loved and appreciated in the relationship. They don't feel admired in the relationship. They feel her holding on to stuff. Why does she hold on to stuff? Why is she not happy with him? Why is she not orgasmic with him? Because she doesn't know how to ask him to do things for her in a way which he'll hear. That's a communication skill. I've written all these books on how to communicate to men to get what you want rather than use monkey skills, which mm -hmm. are like get mad, withhold, not have sex, not enjoy sex, not be happy with him. It's so interesting that talk about how much he hurts you rather than how great he is. <laughs> There's so many simple skills, but we have, if you come from the place of stress reactions, you will always behave poorly and not get what you want. Stress reactions. And whenever a woman is having a stress reaction, this is biology, her testosterone is going up, her estrogen is going down. The solution here is not to change the outer world, but she needs to change her estrogen levels. And so what is that? Well, a lot of women like to shop. Okay, so shopping produces estrogen levels because you're thinking about you, your whole time. What would I like? What would I not like? What can I have? What I can't have? It's all about me, me, me. Nothing wrong with that. We like that as men. Your orgasm is I'm blown away by you. You know, I'm getting what I need. This is what, this is what femininity is. It's about receptivity. And for masculinity, it's not about me, me, me. When a man's on his female side, that's when he's me, me, me. Masculinity is not about me, me, me. It's what can I do for you? What can I do better? What can I accomplish? What can I achieve? How can I provide? How can I be of service? But how do you find that? If you're too emotional, you'll never find it because emotions are all always about me, me, me. If I'm happy, what's that about? You gave me what I want. You know, my TV wasn't working right. And finally I fixed it. I was so happy. Now I'm watching TV. I fixed that. I did that. Joy comes, you know, this positive emotion because I did something. Women have joy when he did something. See, that's estrogen is what you did for me. You look at couples. Now, this doesn't relate to all your listeners because they're not married. Okay. So there's a reason you're not married. <laughs> you're confused. You don't know how to have a relationship, but you're learning. You'll learn. But you can, if you're getting a relationship, then you can start realizing what a relationship brings you if you know how to do it right. What relationship brings me is the ability to provide happiness to someone that I love who loves me and therefore my happiness becomes more. Making love takes you higher than you can find on your own. My, the purpose of relationship is not for me to be happy. I've got a job, I got work, I got money, I got all kinds of things that make me happy. I don't need a woman to be happy. I need a woman and her love to be happier. That's our interdependence and she needs me to be happier. And the mistake is when she thinks she needs me to be happy. And she'll make that mm. mistake and she'll be upset. And I'll be patiently going, okay, she's just got low estrogen. Let me do some things, not make her wrong. Let me do some things that will help her, help her feel safe, mm. uh, help her feel special, like monogamy, like compliments, like affection, like hugs, non-sexual activities that make her feel special, then sexual activities. Sex only works. Sexual activities are only sexual for a woman if she already has enough estrogen. Otherwise, it's like disgusting. You know, about, I even, what, now, there's what, a few women whose estrogen levels are so low that when I talk about sex, they go, eh, eh, I don't want to hear about mm -hmm. sex. What, just what like about, a man. Go mm -hmm. ahead. Just what about just a kind of a, a side question? Because I do, let's say I have some friends who, you know, they're all into the 
polygamous lifestyle. Right? Yeah, so yeah, happy to talk about polygamy. And they talk about that. Hey, they have amazing, you know, women who they have great orgasms and they're fully expressed, and it's incredible. And 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 so, what that doesn't seem to quite match what you're saying. It's you all saying, about immediate gratification. Okay, it's a certain level of happiness, and I have my friends, and and I go, yeah. I mean, what guy who's not getting laid at home doesn't want to have another woman to get laid with and have it all be okay? Mm-hmm. Of course. Mm-hmm. Now, but what guy? What, what about what about laid? What guy is actually getting laid with somebody who adores him and loves him, and he's multi-orgasmic with her and doesn't lose interest in his partner? That's called growing in love mm. and giving someone the ability to push your buttons because that's what happens. Vulnerability means they have the ability to push your buttons and cause you to overcome that in order to become a better person. So nobody can push your buttons anymore and you can still be loving. Now, I'm not always perfect with all this stuff, (laughs) but I'm grateful. You know, my partner now says, you know, now I realize Bonnie Gray made you. Absolutely. All my my stuff is issues that we had and how I learned to overcome those. And as I overcome those, it was so interesting, then Bonnie actually started changing. And then I started, when Bonnie started to change, because I never, ever complained to her, and, which is, again, masculine. It doesn't whine. It doesn't complain. Mm. Period. You can inform, which is more like a preference, if a person's open to that. That was hard for Bonnie to hear because of her childhood. And her mother was so cruel to her and everything. She said, John, I, you know, I'd say like many men will say, why is it I'm always apologizing and you're not? <laughs> and and she said john i apologize all the time to other people but if i say i'm sorry to you for something and you say you should be sorry it would kill me i love you so much you're so important to me you don't know how powerful your words are to me and so i said honey i promise you i'm never gonna require you to say you're sorry for anything and i'm not going to point out to you why you should ever be sorry you can do that to me 100 percent, no problem so what happened is I stopped demanding, you know, a lot of couples get into, I want an apology or you need to promise to change. And, and I realized, well, I can't do that. I already made my pledge. I'm not going to demand that. So it mm. forced me to always, when I was upset with her about something, to reflect on it. And I would reflect on, this is what I suggest for men. Look at what she did that you don't like. Look at what she didn't do. That caused you to go a little deeper. And if you can even go, look at what your fear is underneath all that. Because nothing upsets anybody unless you push the fear button. Mm. See, anybody who's angry is also afraid. Because <laughs> when you're secure in yourself, somebody can do whatever they want. You go, no problem. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Fear fuels it all. Deeper than that, inadequacy and unworthiness f- fuels your fear. Mm-hmm. Most people can't get down to that deep level. Some people live in it all the time. <laughs> but but it, if something even you're afraid of, why are you afraid of that? Because, you know, somebody rejects me, somebody cheats me, I go broke, and uh, that's happened to me <laughs> a few mm. times. <laughs> uh, uh, and I'm afraid, oh my God, I'm all upset. I'm afraid, scared. Well, why am I scared? Because a part of me doesn't believe that, okay, I lost that, I can do it again. I did it once, mm. I can do it again. I remember mm. reading that in a Life magazine a long time ago, is if the, if the economy goes down, who are the people that are not afraid of that? They're the people that made it already. They go, well, it goes down, I can do it again. Because I'm good enough. I can do that. Right. And the flip side of it, our female side, is because I deserve it. I deserve mm-hmm. it. And that's why, you know, I look at when I do Facebook sometimes, a few of these uh, harassers come on and I just <laughs> chuckle. I didn't used to. Oh, my God. It be, because it pushed a button. 
Right. But I, I'm so secure in myself. I don't need anybody to like me. Already ton, millions of people love my work. I've changed lives within an hour with me. People's whole lives are changed. Mm. And with you too, that's why they come to you. Mm. Just one word here, one word there. That book, Men Are From Mars, over way over 50 million copies around the world. All these languages. Mm-hmm. Why? Because people go, that's me. That's me. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's not everybody. Why? Because so many people are not in relationships. Mm-hmm. So many people are confused by our society. I mean, look at our black population. 70% of boys, black boys grew up without parents. Mm-hmm. A mother who's overwhelmed on her male side, not on her female side, not happy, feeling overwhelmed all the time. How can a boy feel yeah. like a man can make a difference with a woman? Mm-hmm. So when you grow up with that feeling of pressure and inadequacy, then you're with a woman and she's unhappy with you. You just fall back into, well, nothing I can do about that, you know, and yeah. give up, go off and get mad. As opposed to having a role model of father who doesn't, he's not so sensitive. He doesn't get reactive, but he's sensitive enough to be empathetic with her and be of service to her and care about her and want to do nice things for her. And ultimately, in terms of everything I'm talking about, Coot, and you're this person and so am I, we're androgynous beings, okay? Mm-hmm. We're actually the, woke, the real woke, but with some logic. Mm-hmm. We're androgynous. We're on our female side and our male side. Let me give you an example of that in terms of politics, just for a moment, just for a moment. Yeah, no, right now, they're talking about giving money to, to mothers uh, for child care, right? Free child care for everybody. Three-year-olds, send your child to, to somebody else to raise your child. Mm. Never been done in history before. No idea the consequences of that, to not have somebody who loves you more than anything else in the world raising you. You send them off to some nice person running a class, other children. You're not getting the mother's love at that time when you need it the most. So I don't like that. I know some people have to do that for survival because they don't have relationship skills. So they don't have a husband who can help them take care of them while they're raising their children. That's very difficult today. That's how messed up our world is. Okay. So mm-hmm. having said that, so because of our economy, because of this craziness that we've created, you have to have two people earning a living. You also have bad relationship skills. So women are divorced. We're talking about these 70% of black boys who don't have fathers. We're talking about 40% of white boys who don't have fathers. Mm. I don't know about the brown in between. Okay. This is a horrendous problem. Horrendous. Now, next thing. So us be terrible, undue suffering to give mo- to, for mothers to have to work and also pay for childcare. That's crazy already. It's crazy. So the government's going to set up free childcare for these mothers, right? Mm-hmm. That's okay. That's good. But let's also say how much money you give to the childcare. Give to the mother to give care to her child. Mm. That's freedom. Mm. See, that gives her a break to be with her child. Let's help the mothers with children without husbands have their children. And let's give more money to people who stay together. There's no incentives to stay married today. No incentives. Mm. Old incentives. People stayed married because you had to go before your community and say why (laughs) you want a divorce. (laughs) Hear all your dirty laundry, and you don't want to do that. So people stay together. You don't go to judge and say all this stuff. So people stay together. Mm. So today, basically, divorce went from 10% to 50% in 1968, 69. Why? Because America started no-fault divorce. You don't have to go to a judge. You can decide to get a divorce, and you're done. It was that people don't want to have to go to a judge. Their women were so unhappy. And part of why they're unhappy is... They're also happy to be independent, which is a great thing. But once they went over their male side, they can't find their female side again. 
And so they don't find the happy part of them, the vulnerable part of them. And then we just have a culture that supports women to get respect and women need respect. You have to be like a man, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So your testosterone levels go up, your estrogen levels go down. So we have all these permutations and problems now, and now we have complete gender confusion. There was one study that just said 47, 39% of children under 20 uh, are LGBTQXYZ. Mm. 39%. And mm. basically, most of them will say they're bisexual. Well, mm. that's, the, that's, that's higher consciousness is bisexual. Mm -hmm. consciousness. I have higher consciousness born with, been doing yoga since I'm three years old. I'm a master mm -hmm. of meditation. I'm a good person, mm -hmm. but I also make a lot of money being good. Not mm -hmm. that many monks and spiritual people can make money and do good. And I don't have any big following that I have to ask money from at all. They just buy my book, $20, mm -hmm. $10. Okay. So I'm a unique, this is a unique teaching. It's the future. I am the future. Mm -hmm. And the future is you come in androgynous Mm -hmm. And even when, when some big voice spoke to me one time uh, out of nowhere, who knows what that was? It was pure strength and confidence and pure gentleness and love and joy at the same. I never experienced anything like that. I can't even remember, actually. I can't recreate the experience right now, except mm. maybe when I'm multi-orgasmic, it's something like that. But for many, many years, I saw that's my, that's, that's my soul. My soul is both male and female. Uh, however you want to talk about your higher self is both male and female. God is always seen through all traditions as both masculine and feminine. It's the forces of the universe, the complementary opposite forces of a contraction and expansion that give rise to matter. Okay, so this is male and female. So now as your consciousness goes up, and that's what we're doing, all higher consciousness coming in, you have access to your male and female. As a human being, if you have access to both and you're challenged as a male and you don't have proper Father solution. If you don't have training on how to be a man, how to solve problems, how to be confident, how not to worry about this, you need a role model to resonate with to find your masculinity. Then you go over to your female side and it feels good. Why not? You go over to your female side and that's your estrogen. So you do the easy. What person doesn't want to just do what's easy? Now we have a bunch of people, oh, the government should do all this stuff for me. We shouldn't have to do the hard stuff. We don't want to take responsibility and be accountable for a family, for a woman, for a life. You know, I'll just get a divorce. We can't get mm -hmm. along because we don't have the training to do it. You need to have the training to do this. And we're just going the wrong direction. We don't know how to handle as a society having men and women both be in their male and female side. Now, think of it for a woman. The female side is vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Now, if you were... If you were vulnerable, you, which means I'm dependent on a man for my survival, and he got angry, what would you do? You would then say, okay, you placate him. So women learn, just smile, always look happy, say yes, yeah. yes. Otherwise, it gets violent, right? You know, yeah. this is where violence comes in men, when their estrogen, when their mm -hmm. testosterone, when I don't feel confident, my estrogen goes up, I get angry, that's a man. And then if, if, if they try to make it better and it doesn't get better, it goes too far out of balance. And now they're mm. violent. They're like monkeys, animals programmed if they've seen violence as a child. So that's, mm. they never seen violence as a child. When they go into that state, they just want to run away. They give up. It's all part of our conditioning that happens at that time due to hormonal imbalance. So the female side needs estrogen. The male side needs testosterone. But we got this body that's not our higher self. This body is mostly animal. Mm. The body, when you basically go to your female side and you're a male, Feels good, but your male side goes down. 
if you're a woman, you're vulnerable and you feel I can't depend on someone to take care of me. My husband doesn't make enough money, so I have to make it myself or my husband doesn't. I can't trust men because my father left my mother, so I can't trust men. So I better find safety by doing it myself. OK, I can do it myself and making money. I'm successful. I wonder why I'm not happy and why am I alone and why can't I fall in love with a man? So lots of nice men come after me. I just can't. They're not good enough. Not good enough. I'm so special. They're not good enough. It's all ego. Where does that come from? Imbalance, inability to love and to accept and to appreciate and see the good that comes to you and attract more mm. good to you. The power of attraction is femininity. Yes. Power of masculinity is look what I can do. Mm. All these empowered women. See what I can do, what I can do, as opposed to look mm. how happy I am. Mm. That's our female side. Mm. And of course, for men to go to their female side, just take cocaine. You'll be really happy. Go watch TV all the time. You'll be really happy. Go eat a bunch of ice cream. You'll be really happy. So how can a woman, how can a woman stay empowered, but also connected to her femininity uh, and, and, and you know, in tune with that part of herself while being empowered? And what part of her life? What aspect of her life? You mean she's making yeah. a job and she's making Yeah, money? because there's women that are going to be listening now. You can be empowered. They're entrepreneurs. They're business women. They, yeah. have, they have a purpose. They, yes, yes. I don't want to just stay at home and be a housewife and depend on a man and wait for him. And I have my own vision. I have my own ideas. I, I, have, I feel a calling for why I came to this planet as well, John. So Absolutely. I'm not against that in any way. Thanks for bringing that up. The 60s, women who've been repressed on their male side got liberated. Mm -hmm. And now they're going to have a free sex, which they took away, but free sex. And, and, and then they, they realized that we do free sex, we'll never get married, have a guy help out at least. <laughs> so this free. And so they're, they're free. And they felt fantastic because, it, see, the male and female side is like a pendulum, all right? If I'm, if I'm unhappy as a man, I swung too far to my female side. And to come back to my male side is hard. There's resistance to it. It's once you start getting addicted to something that feels good, it's hard to come back and let yourself go of that addiction. And the ultimate addiction for men is ejaculation. <laughs> Just once you start ejaculating all the time, all you can think about is next time I want to ejaculate, I want to ejaculate, I want to ejaculate. And you know, there's actually a hormone that gets produced in the body of a man mm -hmm. if he makes love, has ejaculation with a woman who loves him. Mm -hmm. If, he, if it's his wife, he's earned that love, okay? He's done good things. She now loves, her loving is a response to getting what I need of value. I can depend on him for something. I'm not telling women they have to depend on men for money anymore, that they have to depend on men for physical sex. sex uh, just being clear. Mm -hmm. What they need is to find a higher self. The higher self needs him to help her come back to her. She can't do it herself. Sorry, ladies. You need mm -hmm. a man. He needs to fuck you. And you can come back to your orgasmic self. If you want to find that part of you that you have the potential to achieve. And unless you achieve it, you're always going to feel there's something missing because mm -hmm. you have a potential. It's like you're given a gift. This being androgynous is a gift. And if you don't receive that gift, there's always a sense of I'm missing out in life. And that's what women coming in with androgyny. Now they're going to go over to their masculine side. So here they are over on their female side, feeling weak and helpless and help piled down. So I'm going to go out on my male side. Boy, doesn't that feel good? It feels fantastic because she's shifting in that midpoint where she's still feminine and now she's got masculine as well. That's what sex can be. That's what making love can be. It's the union of masculinity. It's the experience, at least for me, I'll put my experience of, all, of having making love and orgasmic sex is the feeling of oneness, which comes first is your mind. 
Mm. You're mine. Meaning you can say my wife, but you're mine and I'm mm. yours. Total mm. surrender. It's what people at S&M try to get to in kind of a backdoor yeah. way. Right. But it's a total surrender. Mm. You know, in the bed, you are my master. And from mm. her, I'm her master. And you can mm. change roles back and forth. She jumps on top of me. She rapes me. It's like, yes, yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> it's fun sometimes I'm not even in the mood and she'll just grab me and take me get on top of me and I have right. erection and then I finally ravish you I feel sorry for you well, John I feel sorry for you I have to get an erection yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really, yeah, feel, I'm really like, feeling for you in this moment tell, and, tell me and, tell, and the tell, great the great thing about not ejaculating learning how to orgasm without ejaculation is anytime she wants me or is aroused by me I get turned on any, every day, it happens to happen every day. Occasionally, if she's doing too much business, we don't have sex because she's too far on her male side. You see, it's, it's the power of being able to come back to the female side. Now, I, the way I make love keeps her in her female side, but also part of that is having the skills to make it really, really safe for her to express whatever she thinks or feels and to help her go deeper into her feelings. And, and Emotions that is... And that part is not simply in the bedroom. Yes, it's really it's outside the bedroom. It's outside the bed. That's why it's beautiful to see how it's actually all interconnected. Like sex is sex and making love is not just uh, an hour or two or three in the bedroom. It's how you live. It's how you relate. It's how you communicate. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I do want you to address uh, a couple things. Now for you, when you say, Coot, you know, an hour or two, we're rare individuals who can have sex for an hour or two and have a strong erection and keep going. I know you can. I know mm. I can. Not that many men can mm. as your high testosterone mm. and the fact that you're making love, it's your high estrogen. That's why you're a great teacher. You've got this balance of masculinity, femininity. It's why you ask me questions is because you've got that potential. Somebody's got to make sense of how, what's your role as a man with a woman? It's not to be this vulnerable guy until she wants to rip your clothes off and fuck you. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. just like you're totally vulnerable then. And, you are. <laughs> and I see a girl crying. I'm vulnerable to that. And, and, and sometimes I'll share some feelings about something, but not, not too much talking about it. You see, yeah. women need to talk about it. And when mm -hmm. women won't talk about it, then they want you to talk about it. I say to all mm -hmm. these women who complain, my husband, so, so emotionally unavailable. I said, no, in every case where a woman said to me, and I did counseling, she's emotionally unavailable. She's very talkative about the problems, but how does that make you mm -hmm. feel? And then what emotions go with that? Well, it makes me scared. I'm scared he doesn't love me. I'm scared I'm not good enough. I'm disappointed that I don't, we used to have, it was so good and now we don't have it. And that makes me so sad and they cry. See, crying is the precursor to orgasm for women. You have to be able to cry. If you're a woman, you can't cry. You're so on your male side. And men, mm -hmm. if you like cry all the time, you're too far on your female side. There is, it. by the way, an old saying in China, because I studied Taoism, Qi, energy. That's where I learned about orgasm without ejaculation. Tantra, I've been in India 23 times. I did <laughs> an Indian yogi. I was uh, been in China for nine years studying Qigong and all that stuff. You know, this is Qi, but it all comes down to controlling yourself, discipline for a man, and mm -hmm. then opening your heart up. And the reason sex was so important in those cultures is that men, men were real men. You were living in danger all the time. There were no police and whatever. So you had to suck it up and be there and do what women needed from you. So that, you know, it's like necessity is the mother of invention. You know, when there's a fire, every man's going to go in there and try to rescue everybody. Not every woman will. If yeah. her child's in there, she will, because she's a mother bear. That's where women, and that's why I said empowerment. I said, what kind of women? We talk about the women that are wanting to make money and they have their mission and their career and they feel like that's so great, but why aren't they happy? Why aren't they having mm -hmm. orgasms? 
Why do they need a vibrator? Why can't they get a guy? <laughs> Why is any fucking her? Can, can you can you t- talk a bit? I have a couple more questions. Can you talk a bit about orgasm? You took the, the types of orgasm. You talked about the mature orgasm, the immature orgasm, the clitoral orgasm, the deeper orgasm, when a man's you know penis is inside a woman. Just kind of break down the types of orgasm so people can get that. Then I have a couple of questions about ejaculation and, and orgasm itself. You know, if you go to China, for example, and you talk to people and you ask some women if they've had orgasm, they say yes. And what mm-hmm. they're experiencing as their orgasm is feeling aroused. <laughs> That's all. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, it, it's just simply, it's a shift. Now, if I haven't had sex for a while, okay, because I'm having sex every day, I'm always at the peak where I can go right in and she'll get wet right a second. And we're, we're going to go really deep and, and go through various quick orgasms to where we get to the high one and just keep going and going and going. And I sound like a lion and <laughs> make a lot of noise too. All right. So all of that's going on. And that's our sex life. I'm not saying everybody should have the same one. Remember, we're all unique individuals, but I do know expressing what you feel and making love is really important. Like saying, I love you. I'll always be here for you. You're the most beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, t- I love taking care of you. I work hard so you feel safe. I always want you to feel safe. You can depend on me. I'm your man. You know, th- these are like, it, that's why you want a monogamous relationship. Then you can truly say those things. <laughs> if it's right. not your truth, then it's all just fake. doesn't do anything. That's the reality. And um, okay. So the question of orgasm, the point I'm making is that, if I hadn't had sex in a while, which isn't the case now, but if I hadn't, because sometimes she goes out of town or whatever, then making love is the foreplay is going to be much, much longer. The first orgasm, and this is Taoism now, is feeling the arousal changing your breathing. Mm. This is actually a spiritual experience to be witnessing your body taking over and you're not doing it. Mm. So that you, you know how your breath can change when even to get an organ erection, your breath has to change for men and for women to have blood flow going down south, the breath changes. But if it's not there and to get it there, the breathing has to change. And so what they say is melt into that joy and the pleasure of the breathing change. That's your first orgasm. Mm. So that's why a lot of the Tantra classes all say, let's breathe together and breathe together. And they're missing the point. They read the books that say breathing together creates the orgasm. But I've had so many people say it's so boring to breathe together <laughs> because it's not automatic. Why, why it's an orgasm is when it's automatic. It's, it's an automatic arousal that happens when, you, when the two of you are together with the openness to hug. Usually you can start with hugging, uh, non-sexual hugging even. Uh, you know, that's why women don't always want to say, oh, let's go have sex. You know, guy said, let's go have sex. He's ready to go. But she said, well, why don't we start with a little cuddling or hugging? Okay, that means she needs enough oxytocin. Non-sexual touch produces oxytocin. Oxytocin then makes it makes her feel safe. And that's when women feel safe, the attitude that goes with oxytocin, I feel safe. Then her body's estrogen can start rising and she can start feeling her needs for him for safety, her needs for him to touch her in this way, her needs to be close to him, her need to feel held by somebody, her need to feel physical contact. As she's feeling that need, as the breathing is changing, it's pleasure was very pleasurable. It's like a little peak of pleasure. That's your first orgasm. Then the next, the Korean Taoism. Remember, they have a system for everything. I'm not saying it always mm-hmm. has to be every piece, but just to get a sense. The next orgasm is the kiss. I, I love the kiss. Kiss is as good as an orgasm for me. Mm-hmm. Just love the kiss. And you slowly, gently with the kiss, like you'll see in the movies, they demonstrate this. You know, it's a little kiss from his side. 
Mm. And then she comes back and he comes back. It's like a flower opening. And then you touch, the lips are touching. This is, this is the precursor to blood flow going to her vaginal lips is mm. that her lips actually begin to get bigger and more sensuous. There's a pleasure, there's blood flow to the lips. And at that time, then there's a tendency for her to put her tongue in your mouth. That's why women need to have permission. This, this is called French kissing, you know, exchange tongues. Long before you should ever penetrate her with your penis, she needs to penetrate you with her tongue. Mm. Okay, so she's now experiencing her male energy starting to balance her female energy. You know, what happens as far as when women are most primed for sex is when their body could get pregnant. That's ovulation. And the way you measure ovulation is estrogen goes to its highest level, which is usually about 20 times higher than a man's. It doubles from her normal level, goes to this high level. And when it starts getting the high level, the way you know, know she's ovulating is she gets a little spike of testosterone. Now her testosterone starts to come up. It's as though her estrogen has to be so much there that now she can feel uh, her testosterone without losing her estrogen. Mm. See, so that, that's her sexual desire. So sex can happen. Uh, sex desire can happen by women being way on their male side. A lot of horny, horny, independent women out there, but mm. they can't have orgasm with their man. They can have clitoral orgasm, which is a mm. testosterone producing activity, but not vaginal orgasm, which Freud talked about, which is the penis provides the stimulation. And the stimulation is typically, it's the outer rim of the, you've got first the clitoris to bring, it's an orgasm, but let me get to the clitoris, it's not yet. So you've got the lips and the kissing until you're just loving the kissing. She's sucking on your lower lip is another thing to talk about. I like to suck on her lower lip too. It's just like so much is happening with the kiss. It's in the kiss. And that's an orgasm. Just let yourself surrender and become one with the kiss. Then it's the body starts moving around. They call it the joints become lubricated. Now you're just starting to roll around. Maybe you're getting, getting your clothes off at that point, rubbing the body together. And just that whole freedom of moving, that's another orgasm. You know, it just, that, I mean, think about what's most, most pleasurable in sex is the arousal, okay? The mm -hmm. orgasm is like a sneeze. Rajneesh talked about it. it's like a sneeze and it's over. You know, mm -hmm. one tantric test, Tibetan text that I read was the secret of sex is start over. <laughs> every time, every time you get excited, start over, start over, start over. In a sense, go in, but go out, go in, but go out, go slow into this. Now, I'm not saying I always go slow because we're so primed having orgasms and me not ejaculating. She's already ready for the deep penetration most of the time. So mm. I, I want to go through that stuff. She wants to get right to, you know, she's ready to go. Lubrication, the waters are flowing. So all of this stuff, the kissing and then the moving the body around, the joints are becoming lubricated. The waters are starting to flow in her vagina at that time. That's, mm -hmm. that's what she needs is for it to flow. And we're so quick and to just, uh, you know, we're busy in our lives. We women don't have their estrogen. So let's have sex. And she enjoys sex. So she should slap on the lubrication. Look at that. All right. If you're dependent on lubrication, you're, you, you haven't gone through your other orgasms. You got to stop. You're addicted to the, to the release, the high dopamine stimulation of ejaculation. And for women, that orgasm they have off of the clitoris. If that's the main show, then she's putting too much attention there. And what, you know, I've done clitoral orgasms with lots of women. And what's happening is she's focusing on that clitoris, trying to have an orgasm. And I talked to a lot of women, they understand this, okay? They're focused on gonna have that orgasm, gotta stay with it, gotta stay focused on the clit, stay focused on the clit. That focus is male energy. She's not getting into her female side. There shouldn't be any focusing on anything except indulging and enjoying 
this man loving you, adoring you, touching you. And he has to be completely free from his dependence on ejaculation. Ejaculation is going to make him want to stick it in right away. You have to know as a man, the more you hold back from sticking it in, once she starts flowing, the more aroused she becomes, the more exciting it is. You know, it's some great old fashioned movie was the guy got stuck on an island with a woman, really hot woman, you know, Italian woman. And the whole thing is she, she gets so horny with this guy climbing trees and doing stuff. She just wants to do it. And he says, not yet, not yet. And she just goes wild <laughs> and rapes him, you know, and even then it was like, kept it off, fought her off for a long time. That's what you want to do is you want to get her into both the balance of her male and female sides. So, so you start, then you, you do the body thing. Then comes the breasts. Now the breasts are very, very important. So this is your next orgasm is sucking on her nipples. And it's her arousal from that that gives you the orgasm. And you just feel that softness and you're just connecting with it. You know how powerful you are because you know you're giving her an orgasm. And so many women get orgasm. They even say, I got an orgasm while I'm sucking on my nipples. And many women don't. And many women don't even want you to suck on their nipples. And if that's the case, you have a problem. You see, you have to recognize these are problems. And what she has to do in the morning is do this massage for you know, three or four minutes every day to get the lumps out of there. She won't get breast cancer either. So she's massaging around her breast, taking any bumps out of it, whatever, just on a regular basis, keeping the circulation to her breasts. Why that's important is the number one oxytocin stimulator in a woman's body is her nipples. Mm. And sucking on her nipples produces oxytocin. This is like some, you know, oxytocin also causes contractions. What is an orgasm? Contractions. You need a lot of oxytocin to produce those contractions in a surrendered state. You can focus on your clitoris and focus on stimulating it, working really hard at it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then you build a tension. And then the tension is a kind of a, a, a orgasm in terms of releasing that tension. And that's the kind of orgasm most men have. If they ejaculate, they just built up the tension and the body can't handle that much energy and they're releasing it. I, I have one more question. So oh, wait, real quick, that was just the breasts are really important. You suck on those and then you keep checking out how much lubrication is down south. Don't need to use lubrication. And now you're going to mm -hmm. circle and gradually touch the, the clitoris and you're going to mm -hmm. go and she's going to be really, really excited. And you don't take her over to this huge orgasm at that point. you got to back off from... Women are so addicted, and we all are addicted to high stimulation. You don't want to do that clitoral stimulation too much, just enough to now use your penis. And I suggest rather than the finger, use your dick. You know, this is like you're really connecting with it, using your hands on her breast, but use your dick on, her, on, her, uh, on the uh, mm. clitoris. Then mm. you move to the next zone, which is the entrance to the vagina. That's an orgasm right there. It's not going all the way in, but circling your penis around that whole area going back and forth, the whole area, the, all the labia is like a man's penis. It's the same material as the man's penis. And mm. unless you, if you, if you shoot the wad with the clitoris, there's no energy to go to the rest of the body. Now, women who do clitoral stimulation, now the Taoists connect all sex in order with, um, what's it called? Uh, with acupuncture. They have all these acupuncture meridians and everything. And what they see is that all the areas on the penis and the areas of the vagina stimulating go with different organs. And also the breasts, you know, go or everything in sex goes with different organs. And we need to have about equal stimulation in each. And if you get your orgasms over and over on the clitoris, they warn against it because they say then your adrenal gland, your kidneys and the adrenal gland become overstimulated. 
And so now they're overstimulated and you can't regulate water in your body and you become fat. And so many women want to be thinner and they become fat, which is not healthy for them, not attractive. When they look in the mirror, they say to themselves, I'm too fat. Okay. It's a big obsession with, with, because they are too fat in many cases, whatever your natural body weight is, that will be good enough, of course. But when you're unhealthy, because you have an overstimulated kidney, you start gaining a lot of weight on your hips and in your thighs. And sometimes your belly, that's all this water retention, too much water retention in your body because you've overstimulated the clitoris. So what you find is that women who use vibrators and they're single and they're alone, start having these huge thighs and big ass and, and mm. big belly. You know, this is where they start holding too much water and it's too mm. much masturbation alone. It should be a man stimulating you. That way you're receiving from him. Mm. Now, next thing. And let's just put this all in a big box. This is for heterosexuals. Mm, talking about gay okay. people is a whole other story. Okay. I'm just talking about heterosexuals. All right. So you need a man opening yourself up to letting a man stimulate you and you not have to do anything except enjoy, enjoy, mm. enjoy, enjoy. And put that in a bigger context. Every unhappy woman that's come for counseling in a marriage and wants a divorce, they all say, I give and give and give. I don't give back. Men don't say that. Mm. And say, I do everything. And no matter what I do, it's not enough to make her happy. <laughs> her happiness makes her happy, makes him happy, makes mm. him feel successful. And he has to do things for her in order for her to feel happy. And it's when you do things for a woman that her estrogen goes up. When she does things for you, her testosterone goes up. Oh. The estrogen is receptivity, learning the art of receptivity, enjoying your life, doing what you like to do, focusing on love. Don't dwell on negativity. And if you have negativity, find a safe way to share it, communicate it so somebody can penetrate into you and hear it. And there's nothing more powerful than a man penetrating you. So your boyfriend, your husband, he's able to hear you. Mm. If you can't find him, get a coach who could be man or woman, who they actually ask questions and you're able to talk, you're able to, you're able to let your estrogen levels go up. So now you're at the, the entrance that so you have an orgasm as you're going in. Okay, so then now you're gonna go a little deeper, about an inch and a half deeper, and, and you'll move some different positions. So your angle is right. So it hits the G spot. And now mm -hmm. you're at the G spot and you're moving along. And that's when she can emotionally surrender. But if mm -hmm. she can't emotionally surrender outside the bedroom, very hard for her to enjoy the G spot. She doesn't like it. She feels like she wants to pee. Don't do that. I don't like that. Go deeper. But you first have to have the orgasm around the G spot. And you're, you're just going an inch and a half in for quite a while. Then you go a little mm -hmm. deeper. Now you're at the E spot, a little bit beyond the G spot. And the G spot isn't up doesn't want to be stimulated until you have some clitoral stimulation. In most cases, it will start to rise out. It literally rises up like a, a few centimeters. It just, it's like a size of a coin and you can feel it with your finger. You go in there and you can feel it's like a ridged area. If it's the shape of it is a coin, you know, it's like a little coin there, a quarter, and you can stimulate that. It needs pressure. Just soft touch doesn't do it. It needs pressure. And often they mm. say it's a, a come hither movement. Mm. And that movement is the, penis will press in and as it pulls back the the flange on the penis will rub against it as it's coming mm -hmm. back coming back mm -hmm. coming back so she needs that g-spot penetrated with the flange so your penis is going in and then pulling back in and then and then only do a little you see men they blow it they ejaculate because they have too much stimulation they just want to start fucking in and out no you go in and you notice it, uh, ejaculation will come soon if you don't stop so what <laughs> right. you do is you just shake it off just shake it off now Deep, some other people say, take a deep breath. That didn't do anything for me. <laughs> what I do is I move my pelvis in the same way I would move it 
if I was having an orgasm. You see, the pelvic movement when you have an orgasm is what allows the body's trying to integrate mm -hmm. that energy, but it's not enough. And so it releases out. So there's a natural, notice what you do when you have an ejaculation right before it, you'll see your body will thrust. It just has an involuntary thrusting, just like the breath is involuntary. Okay, so you have this, and by the way, with the clitoris, women will start moving their pelvis automatically to want that stimulation of the, of the clitoris. Then you start going around, teasing her around the inside, a little bit, a little bit, and then poke a little bit up, inside, mm -hmm. inside. So, you know, the Dallas will say two strokes, uh, they'll say eight low strokes, uh, one deep stroke. Then, uh, and you do that, then you do two deep strokes and seven, and then six short ones, five short ones. It's too mechanical for me. But what mm -hmm. it is, is the dynamic is my body will just, I'm fucking her just a little bit inside. And then, and then you realize if I keep going, I'm going to ejaculate. So why do I want to end it? So just <laughs> pretend in the beginning, it's a pretend that I'm having an orgasm because it's a little tiny orgasm. Just move your pelvis the way in a spontaneous way. It has to be spontaneous. So that's why you want to notice what your body does spontaneously when you ejaculate. And you just do that same movement in the zone before ejaculation zone. That's the safe zone. And so the whole thing is until I mastered that zone, I would be able to stop. I mean, I'd be able to shake it off, but I'd have sore balls later. So now I never get sore balls. I know exactly how far <laughs> to go because I just want to, you know, we want to go for the maximum pleasure, but then your body ejaculates. That means you can't handle that maximum pleasure. you got to build your testosterone up higher and higher mm -hmm. as your estrogen's going together. So now you're at the G spot and now you're giving her, you're deeper inside. Then you can start going even deeper because her vagina has had these orgasms at the G spot where it will massively contract. So literally mm -hmm. it's like grab hugging you really tight. Mm -hmm. When a woman doesn't get to the place where her vagina contracts, she didn't really have these higher orgasms. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, that's in, in Wikipedia <laughs> <laughs> where they talk about sperm competition. Sperm competition is that a monkey, a female monkey, her DNA is controlling what sperm she wants, right? That's why women make a lot of noise is they're calling to the neighbors to come do me. I'm in heat as opposed to her, her own family who are all doing it to her too. And so what then happens is when her DNA signals to her brain that this is the right DNA for me, the best sperm I can get out of all the ones I've had, then she will climax. And when she climaxes, she has that orgasm, her vagina will, will it sort of takes a moment to open up. So all the other sperm has a tendency to go out it opens up and then it clamps. So then as the penis goes in and has a flange to come out, the flange pulls the other, <laughs> other sperm out. And then he goes in and it pulls it out. So then when he finally ejaculates, much of the other sperm is out. And that's called sperm competition because <laughs> her body wants it clamps to kick out the other stuff and just has his. So hopefully that sperm will hit the target. And, but it's the orgasm that says, you're the one I pick. And that's why there's this obsession deep inside men. I want to make sure she has an orgasm. And then you were talking about the woman who says, well, you're going to do without orgasm and I have to go with it. And, and you want me to have an orgasm? Yes. Because if you're having a yin orgasm, you are surrendered. You are so happy. You're relaxed. You find your female side. And if he has the discipline to not indulge so far into his female side to where your orgasm is his orgasm, it's actually a sense of oneness that you experience. He doesn't have to ejaculate. He just keeps going. And when you then, if you stay long enough at the E spot, her cervix will come down. That's called the C spot. Wow. And when the cervix comes down to touch the tip of your penis, 
Then what happens is it's like sparks going off. It's, it's orgasm, 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 orgasm. And that's his penis doing the job. Anything else is not the deal. You can mm. put a lot, you can put your dildo in there and get in all mm. that. You're not getting his energy. This is energetic yeah. connection. Yeah. This is yeah. either soul killing or soul enriching is two mm. people loving and feeling connected together. That's what great sex is. That's making love. And for me to do that, I'm always conscious and never letting the pleasure be greater than my feeling of more love and expressing more love. And now you become a spiritual being completely integrated into your primitive body, which has the capability of regenerating itself, living long, long life, which we know happened a long time ago. Beautiful. Oh, John, you gave us a little masterclass there. <laughs> there. I, you know, I, I, I tell you, when I'm teaching men, there's about 50 other questions I have to answer. So this yeah. isn't adequate to teach. But there's one thing we can take away with just real quick. Yes. The research shows the man has got his wife, girlfriend, whatever, a person, not masturbating to porn. That's completely different. It's worse. But if he, he makes love with his wife mm. or his, the, his beloved, the person he loves, he's committed to, it's special. What's going to happen is he will ejaculate. His testosterone will go down to baseline and stay there for six days. And on the seventh day, if he hasn't ejaculated, on the seventh day, his testosterone automatically increases by 50%. Automatically. And then it goes back to the baseline after you ejaculate again. But each time it comes back to 50% higher, it's like you're making love for the first time. Because when you make love for the first time, there's the newness that stimulates the high dopamine that stimulates the high testosterone. Now, you're not going to get the high dopamine of the newness, but you're getting the high testosterone, which is really where all the pleasure and love comes from. Mm. It's the power and men is the testosterone. It's just in the beginning, you're getting dopamine that will kick up your testosterone. Now you're practicing ejaculation only once a week and your testosterone level on the fifth day will go 50% higher. And if you're a single guy, you'll want to masturbate. Uh, so if you're going to masturbate, make sure that it's only once a week. Make sure it's not with porn because that's an addiction. And then you'll want to masturbate more and more. Uh, if you actually have sex with a woman uh, and she cares about you, your body will make prolactin and prolactin inhibits your addiction to masturbation. It frees you from wanting another woman. It's nature's gift to you. You find a woman who loves you yeah. And, a, and a woman doesn't love you unless you're a good man committed to her. So nature gives you a hormone at that point from her love to you while you're ejaculating. It will put in your body will make prolactin and prolactin frees you from the addiction that all men have to go out and do your job because our job is to go make babies. And, you know, we have so much sperm monkeys. If a woman's in heat, you got a job to do. They come all over the place. You know, this is what dogs do. Animals do female in heat. So that's part of our evolutionary need to do if you're just a monkey. But what we can do is up upgrade the whole software, the whole hardware, so to speak, <laughs> with, with the new <laughs> software is what we're doing here. So if you're going to ejaculate, make sure you only ejaculate once a week. And if you do more because you're having a good vacation, no big deal. Just know that he's going to need some time to detach mm. and pull away and, and to rebuild his testosterone. And since he has to reboot after that much intimacy, you know, so... A man can wow. be stressed from his work. He needs time to reboot, or he can have too much intimacy with his wife. He needs time to reboot. And this takes, this is discipline. Everybody wants to have sex all the time. Then look at the average 35 year old. His testosterone levels are dropping the rest of his life. Look at the average marriage after seven years. The sex is kind of boring and just kind of lose interest in each other. And I tell you, when you're not having great sex, it's really easy to get upset about petty things. 
petty things. Couples always get upset about petty things, make it worse until it becomes horrible. It all comes down to the hormones are out of balance and there's nothing more universally powerful for than orgasm in the body. But it's not just this, uh, you know, there's that thing called oming where it's non-personal. It's a guy stimulating your clitoris as if that's going to, you know, nourish the feminine energy inside of you. At least there's one okay thing is at least women are expressing how they feel. So it can be like an educational experience for men. And But <laughs> what we really need is love. We need communication. Yeah. We need ecstasy of having our private special time together. And, and you know, it's like you want to build a big business. It takes time mm-hmm. and it takes a lot of, uh, what is it? Uh, win and loss. A lot of mistakes you make. It, mm-hmm. it takes you know, it took me time. years to master being able to do this, you know, so patience, yeah, yeah, patience mm-hmm. and self-correction, self-correction mm-hmm. and not blame, not self-correction, not blame. Beautiful, beautiful. John, I think we hit the spot, brother. I think we hit the spot. To so to I speak. love you, Listen, I don't do this John, for anybody. So John, I, I freaking love you. You've added so much, so much value to everyone today. And I think push some buttons, challenge some people, getting us to rethink and expand our perception of relationship, communication, lovemaking, sex. How can people find out more about your work? I want everyone to just know more about you, your work, what you're up to, what's the best website, what do you have going on? Well, good. I know you have a big following of women uh, so, and men, Evan. but for the women, please go to marsvenus.com and check out our course for women only. Really good course. It's, called, it's a course for women only at our academy. Uh, for some of you brilliant people who want to improve your relationships, learn how to do Mars Venus coaching. I have one year coaching program, marsvenus.com. You can find out. Actually, you can't find out about coaching at marsvenus.com. You go to marsvenuscoaching.com and you find out about our one-year coaching program. Just learn how to better relationships, give advice to everybody if you like. Okay, the next thing is have a free course at marsvenus.com right there on the front page. If you go to marsvenus.com forward slash gift, you get a free course. So that's available for you. And then there's other free courses too. And there's amazingly high produced uh, blogs, short blogs, because I do tend to talk a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Folks, you heard it. The amazing, the one and only John Gray. Uh, Hopefully he's challenged your way of looking at love and communication and uh, relationships and sexuality today. Definitely check out his uh, website. And all my ideas that I talked about today, almost all of them, my new book, Beyond Mars and Venus. Beyond Mars and Venus, folks, check out John G. book, Beyond Mars and Venus. Do yourselves a favor, folks. Check out his book, his work, and uh, get to know what he's up to. I think his work will truly inspire and transform your life on many levels. He's a fount of knowledge and wisdom. <clears throat> I couldn't stop the man. This was like, this, this episode of Soul Talk was like a Learjet bullet train going a thousand miles an hour. I was doing my best to hang on for the ride. And it was a beautiful ride. John, thank you so much, folks. If you enjoyed this episode, send me an email, kooplaxon at kooplaxon.com. Let me know your key takeaways from today's episode and share this episode with everyone in your life because I think we need to hear it. I'll catch you next week's episode of Soul Talk. Love now. Big hugs, everybody. If you've enjoyed this episode of Soul Talk, please do share the podcast with all of your friends. Let everyone know and make sure you download Soul Talk today. I'm looking forward to next week where I'll get to share more inspiration with you. Meanwhile, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or social media. You can find out more about my work at www.cooplaxon.com. If you feel ready to take your life to the next level, join me at my exclusive event in Bali, www.boundlessblissbali.com, where you can find out more and apply 
Also, make sure to remember to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment at coopblackson.com. Sending you all big hugs and love now.